Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 339 and it is Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. Uh, we are live on uh, the Codex Prime Zoom studios this week, uh, but we don't have any guests, uh, so it's just going to be the two of us, a uh, traditional Codex Prime episode. Uh, you know, as Carl is sharing the episode, uh, we just want to give a, a, a big shout out to all of our, our viewers and listeners. Uh, once again, thank you all so much for watching our show, checking us out uh, every week, whether it's here on Facebook Live or on uh, via audio, uh, podcasting platforms of your choice, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, iHeartRadio, you name it, uh, we're everywhere. So uh, we thank you for, you know, your time and, uh, you know, giving us your, your ears and your eyeballs. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're here once again. Um, October is here. So uh, right now it's uh, a.k.a. Horror-tober. So, you know, we got horror movies on the horizon. Um, I, I am currently putting together a horror movie tournament bracket, so I'm trying to narrow down to 32 uh, horror films that, uh, uh, that, that we want to get into on this podcast. A couple of guests in mind. Um, and I, I have like a perfect, I have a perfect one too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So yeah, that's what, that's what, uh, that's what's going down. Um, so yeah, man, um, other than that, as Carl's sharing the episode, uh, yeah, uh, this week, um, got, got a few movies to review on my end, uh, some things that we've been up to, uh, this past, uh, this past week or so, and, um, yeah, man, uh, I, I gotta say, at least for me, uh, life has been great, um, I oh, know. I know. I saw the pictures. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, this past weekend, uh, my fiance and I, we had our engagement photo shoot at the Shrewsbury Public Library. So big shout outs to our, our photographer, uh, Melissa Kelly, for some amazing photographs. And it was such a fun shoot. Like she was just such an amazing uh, and awesome presence. We made the whole made the whole experience just like really, really fun. And, you know, uh, you know, my fiance uh, and I, we decided to, you know, shoot at a library because we wanted to have some, something unique and something that spoke to both of us. You know, our shared love of books and literature, we figured, hey, those, hey, you know, Shrewsbury is like the, the, the public library is the ideal spot. So we got a lot of good photos there. So, um, so yeah, it, it was a great space. So big shouts to uh, the staff of uh, Shrewsbury uh, Public Library for giving us uh, the... Uh, the opportunity to shoot at their location so awesome times ahead uh i'm excited uh yeah man um yeah man the the, the before you know it may 18th man's gonna gonna come right around the corner so yeah so that's 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 the big thing i did uh uh, uh this this past week and otherwise you know still chilling still playing mortal kombat one still unlocked it is. It's a gorgeous game. Um, still unlocking uh, uh, several endings. I have about like a few characters left whose endings I want to unlock via the tower mode. Um, I'm still playing through invasions a bit, uh, which is also pretty a pretty fun single player mode in that game. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's 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 been a it's been a fu- it's been a fun fun fighting game. That's like the game that's like really. It's really got my got my attention in a, in a way that no other fighting game really has in the past several years. So yeah, man, I'm looking forward to uh, new modes, new content, new DLC that uh, 
that uh, another realm's gonna bring to the table. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm enjoying it so far. Mortal Kombat One, and this is from somebody who doesn't really get into fighting games that much. So I give it my my recommendation. You're not into you're not into two player games. Uh, it's um, you know I would I, you know I wouldn't say. I wouldn't, I'm not into two-player games. Like, like fighting games in particular, like, um, the, the, there's just there's just a lot that, you know, that I, that I, that I feel isn't, isn't quite for me or, or something that I'm not really, you know, not really wanting to take the time to invest the time in. But Mortal Kombat 1, like, is, it hits just the right note where, you know, it's like, you know, for the, like, for the veteran players, there's, there's a lot there before, like, newbies or, like, you know, people like me who just have a casual uh, affinity for fighting games. There's plenty, plenty for us there too. So, yeah, man, I got, I got, I got to give it up for Mortal Kombat One. That's that's the game right there. Yeah. Would it make it top five? Uh, top five of 2023. It's got a shot. It's got a shot. I mean, I mean, I mean, it depends on like, woof, like the rest of the. Rest of the year, man, is stacked. Like it's stacked already, but it's gonna be even more stacked with Spider-Man Two. You got Baldur's Gate Three, which which just dropped, which that's another epic size game. I can't think about right now because I gotta finish Zelda. <laughs> um, what else? Um, Lies of P. I gotta play that. Uh, Phantom Liberty, Cyberpunk 2077 expansion. Gotta play that too. Man, yeah, it's so it's a lot. I, I saw a meme. Where it was that scene from Thor: Love and Thunder when um, he was given the like I guess Star Lord was talking to the Guardians uh-huh. and the Guardians each Guardian was labeled backlog old game old game unfinished game unfinished game yeah <laughs> and then you know how Thor made that face mm-hmm. like was, and it just said brand new game coming. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's how. And that's literally how it is. Yeah, yeah. That that really is how it is, man. I mean, yeah, 2023, man. We as gamers, like, we are without want. You know, it's just a matter of how I, much. Yeah. <laughs> just a matter of how much can you play. You know. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Alan Wake Two. That's the game I'm looking forward to. Uh, Which one is it? Uh, Alan Wake 2 that's coming out for the PS5. I think it's a di- digital only release. There's no physical copy. I think it came out today. No, oh no, Alan Wake 2? No, it's not out yet at all. Oh, it's not. No. I saw I came I saw some tweets about it. Yo, big shout out to Chris Stewart, my yep. main man Stewart. Yep. Hey, what's up Stewart? Still waiting for the Pop Stew challenge. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, they could pick any good movie. Tubi has plenty of good movies on there. Good movies. Yeah, pick a good yeah, movie. <laughs> they have a wide selection, a wide diversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we got Aaron Ferguson in the chat as well. What's oh, up, yeah. So, y'all talk, text amongst each other and tell us what movie, what Tubi movie y'all want us to watch. Yeah. Like I said, any good award-winning theatrical release no 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 all uh, bets are off all bets are off <laughs> hit us uh the, the the challenge ak is uh for y'all to pick a good to be movie for us to review 
Anything, it's, anything yeah, that you know. They did Velociraptor. Come on. <laughs> oh, Velociraptor was great. Velociraptor. Oh yeah. <laughs> a man of the claw. I want Velocipaster Part 2. I, I think there's plenty of potential for a sequel. No, um, when I looked it up, there are in talks of making one, but it's going to be released in VHS. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, you did mention that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna track down a VHS player at some flea market just to watch it. I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Do you know how much? Honestly, you're literally better off like getting a vhs from a flea market do you know how much it costs do you know how much a vcrs cost right now really like are they super expensive look it up on your phone all right just go on amazon look it up in your phone because i want to see your reaction all right let me see okay i'm on the amazon app a vcr player yeah get the fuck out of here I told you. Wait, hold on. JVC yeah. Hi-Fi VCR DVD combo. $300? Mm-hmm. $300 for some old-ass tech. $300 for a VCR nowadays. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all's bugging. That, no. No. Actually, let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me do a little comparison. How much is a, 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 a laser, laser disc? Laser disc players. I think you could probably... Those would be slightly cheaper... Because of the collector's market. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Apparently, uh, I, I'm seeing one. Nope, sitting on single CD player. Nope, which is three hundred dollars, which is not a laser disc, but a CD player nonetheless. That's weird. Oh, Mr. Black's watching. What's happening, brother? Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. Mr. Black from Jabba Tears. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? Uh, oh, and a- oh, Aaron says, um, I just want to thank the Cowboys for giving the Patriots the business Sunday. Oh, 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 so foosball is back, apparently? First of all, you know the name of it, but yeah. yeah. I have my perfect football week. Okay. So the Cowboys, the Cowboys win, Patriots lose, and I win in fantasy. Oh, that's that's great! You know, your 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 little sports ball thing is back. You know, again, that's cool. You know what it is? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. we beat the Patriots, thirty-one oh. to three. Wow, that's 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 quite impressive for your. Uh... Yeah, we smacked. Yeah, we yeah we took a shot at uh Bill Belichick's ego. Okay, wow. I mean, hey, every once in a while, a jobber can can rise up and you know win a match, surprise everybody. Hey, so uh, good job on uh, the uh, the Barry Horowitz three and one shadow of of the NFL. Um, hey, hey, I, I'm I'm guessing this is your your team's year or whatever. Are they gonna, you know, lose again? Are they? Are, are, no. Are, are they Are they gonna struggle to make it to the? Well, we playoffs? got a we got a tough game on Sunday. We got a tough game this week uh, against San Francisco. So hmm. we we shall see. Oh, and Aaron Ferguson. I appreciate you're you're a Bills fan, so I'm appreciating James Cook right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's cool. Sports ball, CTE ball, you know, still a thing. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, you know. But yeah, when it talks to pro wrestling, we don't mention CTE. Why? Why you got to bring up logical shit, Carl? All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, Carl. Yeah, what's what's new in your world, man? So it's good. All right, on the comic tip. The brand new Predator vs. Wolverine. 
Oh, okay, okay. Perfect. Well, this is this ain't your typical Marvel comic. This is bloody. Oh, we like that. should. Oh yeah, with Wolverine. So it's written by uh, Benjamin Percy, who's been doing uh, the Wolverine run as of late, and then uh, also the art by uh, Ken Lashley, famous for a lot of Black Panther works, and Greg Land, who's just done a lot of Marvel works over the years. Yep. So the battle actually starts when like way back in like the 1800s when Wolverine was young mm-hmm. where they had a the um, they had a battle before mm-hmm. but this was like the one hunt that Logan could never get so now I fast forward in time and they cross paths again mm-hmm. that's all I did and that's that's all you need yeah Hey, you know, hey, you know what? Since uh, since Disney owns the the both properties, hey, I'd love to see a movie. Oh, can you imagine like a like a a prey movie like with like Wolverine in the eighteen hundreds facing off against a predator? That would be dope. I want a prey movie to take place in feudal Japan, mm-hmm. but it stars I forget his name. He was in uh. He's a martial artist dance in Raid Redemption. He did uh he was in Star Wars. Was it oh Eco Uwes? Or No, not him. Older guy. Older guy. Or is it uh, uh Hiroyuki Sanada? Him. Yeah. You know, he was also has like a sam has like a samurai. hmm That's all I need. You know, we actually we actually got a little bit of a taste of that in uh Predators in the twenty ten movie. Got a little taste of that because he was in it. But, right, so yeah, put it feudal Japan as a samurai. Mm. Oh, I, you could just like tell. Oh yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They can make up any premise, any other premise you want. Just give me that, and I'm cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And on the collector tip, big shout out to Chris for Rock Hogos. He didn't even price it yet. Mm-hmm. But he gave me a good deal, and I was just like, oh, I, I, I have to take it. I have to take it to my DJ account and pick it up. Oh. Amazing Spider-Man 361. Okay. Carnage. Is that the debut? First appearance. Okay. First appearance. Nice. Okay. I've been wanting to get my hands on Yeah, it's 8.5, but I've been wanting to get my hands on this for a grip. Hmm. And once I did, I was like, yes. And he gave me a great price for it. And I'm like, need less? Mm. It just did that. Nice. Also, lots of DJ. Mm-hmm. Lots of DJ. I uh, killed it at the Rhode Island Fashion Week after party. Right on. Like, I was, I was actually very proud of that one. Uh, did, a, did some private, you know, a private event over the weekend. Um... So the Mass Fleet DJs actually had a meet and greet on Saturday, like right after that. Mm-hmm. Managed to kick it with a lot of the, you know, Mass Fleet, uh, Mass Fleet DJs and local artists as well. Uh, and last night, mm-hmm. I was on I was on two conference calls. Okay. One with uh, one with West Coast legend Razcast. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And the second 
was with Michael Bivens, and I actually had a chance to talk to him. Wow. Michael Bivens of Bell Biv DeVoe? Yes. I mean, I, let's just say I am so motivated, like, after talking to him. Like, I just, I'm working on some, I'm working on a new project right now. I just released my uh, Ringside Blends free mm. mixtape. Yep. I did send it to you, so I sent it to all my wrestling fan friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if you heard it yet, but yeah, I had I had a chance to like listen to a little bit of it. I was I didn't I hadn't had a chance to like sit down and listen to it as like straight through. But from the little that I heard, I'm like, oof, this is okay, some fire right here. Which one did you hear? Which one did you hear? It's like the first, uh, the very first uh, track. Like I like I, I was listening Bianca to. Blair. Yeah, I was listening to a little bit of it at work, so like I didn't have a chance actually to like listen to it at full volume. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I appreciate it. I'm glad you guys like glad, glad Aaron Ferguson liked it. Mm. Um, yo, share it, share it, please. Mm. And um, what you think of Wrestle Dream on Sunday? Uh, Wrestle Dream, um, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see it, but I did see the debut of Adam Copeland, better known as Edge, at the end, which was at the end. Of the paper, did, I think. Yeah, it was at the end. Yeah. Like, the show ended right at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was at the end. Yeah, I, I actually got to see it on, on YouTube, and, like, I was I was very astonished and pleased that he managed to keep the Metalingus theme by Alter Bridge, which, that, you, you, you gotta have that with Edge, so. Yeah. yeah well, because he said, him. like, wherever that song goes, because he's good friends with um, Alter Bridge, so he's just like, wherever I go, that's where the song goes. Nice. And then if you notice, like, with the death, with the, they didn't say, you think you know me. Mm -hmm. You think you know him. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it turns out Beth Phoenix was the one who recorded that. Yeah. Yep. Heard about that. Yeah. And it was, it was really cool seeing, uh, just seeing Edge and Christian in the same ring again. And also seeing uh, Edge with, shaking hands with Sting. That was yeah. That was like his. That was like his big. That was his big moment. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was dope. Yeah, yeah. I missed a lot of it. I'm so upset with myself. I didn't get to see uh, Brian Danielson against uh, Zack Sabre Jr. I did miss that. Hmm. There was a lot, lot going on, but yeah. Yeah, I, I do want to see that match too. Um, I did manage to, to catch uh, a bit of uh, No Mercy, NXT No Mercy. And that was really good. Yeah, I saw I saw like the the the, in, the intro, which was a tribute to the N64 game. That was a really cool touch. And I got okay. to see the one match I got to see in full was Ilya Dragunov versus Carmelo Hayes, which was which was a, a solid solid match. I I, I enjoyed good. their the. The Great American Bash match more, but this one was also very solid. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still need to watch uh, the main event, which was Becky Lynch versus Tr- Tiffany Stratton for the NXT Women's Championship. I heard Trick Williams and uh, Dominic was actually solid. Dominic's been actually been really solid in the ring lately, so. Yeah. Yeah. He he put on he put on a banger with uh, Dragon Lee last and last week's He did. Yeah. He did. I was like. He did. Just... Say what you want. Call me a loyalist puppet all you want. <laughs> uh, that, yo, Dom's doing whatever Dom's doing. He's doing it right. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, like uh, like Dom, he's got the character work down pat, and you know I figured, he, like, they do turn down his mic just a little bit, but then it just kind of like it just makes it more fun. But it makes it fun to boo him. Oh yeah, like it amplifies that the the booze that he gets. Yeah. 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 So. But um. Yeah. That's that's on my end. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and I agree, uh, Aaron. Like Dom is getting so much better in the ring, and like, like if that if that match with Dragon Lee was any ind- indication, like we're gonna see some big things, bigger things from him in the ring too. So yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that. I know Fastlane's this Saturday, so I'm gonna definitely check that out this weekend. Um, am I DJing? No, but I do gotta handle some business, yeah. some DJing business that day. Alright, cool. I'm a hustle, baby. I'm a hustle, baby. I just want you to know. Okay. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Funny story. Yeah. Just because, well, because Michael Bivens was on the call to promote a documentary that he has on the uh, All Black uh, Network platform. Mm -hmm. And it's a documentary about, like, it's basically, it's about him, but from going from being in a group to like being an executive, how he, you know, discovered Boys to Men, ABC, you know, and everything. So it's like he actually told us this funny story that like DJs were not trying to play poison. Really? The radio did not want to play poison. Why not? Because of that line the low pro ho should be cut like an afro. <laughs> So what they did was they did a Velvet Devote did a basketball tour. Mm. They played it in the courts, and the courts got you know the court everybody in the courts at the games enjoyed it. So then they made the video, yeah. And they had to pull a lot of strings just to get BT mm. to play Poison. So then once BET started playing it, that's when the record took off. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. He was like, and then one of the things was that he indicated, he was just like, a lot of people, they just don't make their songs timeless anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, like they really don't wear it. Remember, Poison is 33 years old. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he said, I'm still going to the mall off of Poison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's that's a, that's a, one of those timeless New Jack Swing anthems, man. New Jack Swing was an era. Yeah. yeah I, love, I love New Jack Swing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me too. Don't worry. But, uh, there's a New Jack Swing mix coming. No, like, no. once I finish up the... Uh, I still got to do the 2010s mm-hmm. uh, for the hip hop for the 50 years of hip hop. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have I have 80s, 90s, and the 2000s already out mm-hmm. on my mix cloud. Yeah. And then yeah, I'm gonna do yeah, I'm gonna do that one. Yeah, I'm gonna do the 2010s. I'm not gonna do 2020s. It's only three years in. Mm-hmm. And then. <laughs> Oh, they just say New Jackson. Yep, you're arch nemesis. Oh look, we got we got Tyrone Johnson the second, the Victor Mayo hater. Uh, the, your arch nemesis. 
the the number one recipient of the play of hate is Ball. Hate, 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 <laughs> hate, hate. hate. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, yeah, a new Jack Swing is coming. And, and I'm also going to be featured in, I'm already featured in a couple of stations. I'm about to be featured in one more mm. now, so. Nice. Okay. That's what's up, man. Busy. I'm busy. Yeah. DJ Mr. Bird stock is on the rise, y'all. Trying. I'm trying. Listen, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get better, not get famous. Hmm. Well, that. That's that. That's that's the mentality to have. Oh yeah, it's a under. Yeah, it's an underdog mentality. I just constantly just want to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I say. You know, never stop learning. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, man. Um. Yeah, as for me, uh, you know, I know you, since since you mentioned uh, documentaries, um, uh, I got a few few movies, to, few movies that I that I've watched this past week. Uh, one is, uh, is my Zoom wallpaper this week, is a documentary that came out uh, earlier this year, and you can rent it on uh, Prime Video or Apple TV Plus. It's uh, called Little Richard. I am everything. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, man. Uh, Little Richard, I am everything. Uh, it's a do- documentary by Lisa Cortez, and this is an excellent, fascinating look into into uh, the life and career of Little Richard, who was a true innovator uh, of his day. Like it, it delves into like his origins in making Georgia, and like how he how, and and the influences that shaped him. Like for example, there was um, oh gosh, I, there was this one. Like for example, one of one of his biggest inspirations was this uh, this black woman who was like a gospel singer and yet a pioneer of the entire rock and roll genre. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what her name was. Um, I think it was um uh it, it there's like a YouTube video called "The Mother of Rock and Roll" and sung by Bebe Buell or something like that. But like, it was like there's there's this woman who was like this huge inspiration of like the rock and roll genre. And that was like one of Little Richard's biggest inspirations and in how he got into music. And the the film really does an excellent job of like interviewing people who knew him and even like getting and even like using archival clips, interview clips of Little Richard explaining his experiences in his own voice. Um, there was like I I I, I, I had no I, I had no idea about this, but you know one of you know Little Richard's favorite songs is Tutti Fruity, but <laughs> it turns out that there that there was an original version. Of Tutti Frutti that was totally lewd. The did you? I did not know this until I watched the documentary. Apparently, the original version of Tutti Frutti was about butt stuff, and and apparently, like like the, like the, the original chorus was like Tutti Frutti, good booty, and then like the the, the other two bars I can't I'm not gonna repeat on the air, but um, but apparently like I guess like his his manager or producer listened to that that original version and said. Yeah, um, we're gonna have to clean this up for the airwaves because we can't sell this. <laughs> so apparent, so Little Richard, he came up with the uh, with the famous version that we all know, like Tutti Fruity, uh, Oh Rudy, you know, and all that. And then that that brought him to the stratosphere, and like that, like the fifties was his heyday. And like what was interesting about the documentary too was that it it how it explored um little richard's lifelong struggle with like his own sexual identity like he was a you know he was largely a gay man but like because he grew up in macon georgia he had all this huge religiosity like thrust upon him and you know and you know he was always like it was always that push and pull throughout his life so for example like when he was huge 
like he deliberately for the first time like he deliberately like like stopped like hit the the momentum of his career and then he tr- then he transitioned into into gospel music and even like changed his image like he had a he had a three piece suit on a, a clean cut afro released a gospel record um and and like after 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 that after delving into religiosity for a while he was like okay um it's not really not really paying the bills and i'm feeling the the pull of going back into my little richard mode that we all that everyone knows me as and then like the whole movie kind of like explores that whole struggle that he had like for example like one line that somebody had that who knew him was like you know when little richard first ran to gospel music try to get away from the little richard image i don't know how much of that was him running towards the lord or and how much of that was him running away from himself and i was like mm, yeah and and it really did explore that in, in detail, like, um, like for example, like like he, like when he was like in his image and in his prime, like he was a huge inspiration to like a lot of a lot of artists, like a lot even a lot of people like trying to come out of the closet to their families and you know live their life live life on their terms, like he inspired like David Bowie, uh, Otis Redding, uh, uh, like the Paul McCartney from the Beatles, whole bunch of whole uh, the Rolling Stones, they were inspired by Little yeah. Richard. And like, and and, he, and if you remember Little Richard in his, uh, like when when we were growing up, like he was always like, oh, like I'm the innovator, I started this and all this, like and and like even though he, even though a lot of it was like him joking, like a lot of it was like, yeah, you can tell like, yo, like give me my flowers, I started this shit, this rock and roll shit would not be around if it wasn't for me, and like and there was like a point in the documentary where it showed him actually getting his flowers at in at the, I think the Hollywood Music Awards in 1997. And it showed like that was like one of the like the most crown, the big crowning achievements of his life, where where the industry gave him his flowers and like gave him his props. And like what was interesting too is like there was like one of the one of the lasting Im- last images of the documentary actually showed Little Richard like at, towards the end of his life because he died in 2020. It was like a few yeah. few years before he died and. It was so striking. Like he was on this like televangelist show, and basically he was like back into like the gospel mode of like, oh, like you know, homosexuality is rock and roll is bad and all this. But like he was like in a wheelchair. Like he didn't. He was like he didn't have that pompadour. Oh, yeah. Like he was. He just looked completely like aged. But like that was like him still struggling towards the, at the end of his life, still struggling with, with with the, with the little Richard we know, and then like the 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 religious aspect of his life. So. It's a fascinating documentary, man. Like if you're if you're a fan of like music history, black music, rock and roll, like how much of an innovator he was, definitely check out this documentary, Little Richard. I am everything. You can actually rent it on Prime or Apple TV. It's really good. It's worth a watch. It's it's really fascinating stuff. Okay, and if you say Tutti Fruity was dirty, the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll put a song. I got a song for you to versus that. Okay. It's called Shave Em Dry by Lucille Bogan. Shave Em Dry? Oh, um, hmm. I, I think I have an idea of what that. Shave Em Dry. Lucy. Lucille Bogan. Okay. Yep. Um, yep. I'm going to pull up the lyrics now. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yep. I'm reading the lyrics right now, all right. Um, okay. The original WAP. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this like I'm clutching my pearls right now. This is, like, when did this, when did this song come out? 
This is this is um, this is nineteen. Vin- oh, this is vin- This is vintage. Uh, uh, nineteen twenty-four. Goddamn. I mean, it was actually first first recorded by Ma Rainey. Oh uh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can definitely see that. Then Lucille Bogan's version came out in nineteen thirty-five. Hmm. Wow. Um. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to look at an, an ex- excerpt, and I don't think I can read any of this. I can't read any of it. I'm not going to read any of this on the air. So yeah. Uh, Shave Him Dry by Lucille Bogan. Uh, if you care to read the lyrics, go ahead. But uh, wow, gasp and swoon. I just caught the vapors. Uh. <laughs> um. But looking, looking at, the, looking at the comments here. Uh, Chris. Uh. <laughs> Stewart says, um, our grandparents can't say nothing about our music. That's for sure. Or can't. Yeah, Ratchet has always they been can't. around. <laughs> Ratchet has always been around. Two Life Crew did not invent it. It's been way before that. Uh, so yeah, like, um, getting getting back on track. Uh, another movie I watched, uh, which you can watch on a Prime Video. Uh, it's, it's available streaming for free. It's, a uh, a movie, a wrestling movie, uh, based on a wrestling pioneer, it's called Cassandro. Uh, Cassandro, which stars Gael Garcia Bernal, and it's directed by Roger Ross Williams in his director- feature directorial debut. Um, this film is about uh, a, a, a Mexican gay wrestler named uh, Saul uh, Armendariz. I hope I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he was uh, he had his he started his and it's about like the life and career of him and how he started in. Um, wrestling in El Paso, Texas, and how he wrestled as an exotic, exotico. And exotico was basically like a gay, effeminate wrestler who was kind of like a jobber. Like he was there to kind of like receive all the homophobic slurs and scorn from the crowd and, and then end up losing the match. So uh, so Cassandro, um, uh, played by Gael Garcia Bernal, he decides, you know what? I'm going to flip this uh, exotico jobber thing on, on his head. Like, I'm going to be the exotico to be the first one to win matches and get popular. And the film definitely shows, like, his rise to rise in, his, in the business where he starts off as, as this jobber exotico to sort of, like, finding his finding his building his character his gimmick and becoming like this like flamboyant icon in mexican professional wrestling and it's it's a really it's a really cool film like it's a little a little subdued i thought it would be a little more lively considering like the the character that that it explores the guy that it explores but it's a it's a definitely another another fascinating look into what platform is this uh, it's called cassandro no but what platform is it on oh it's on prime video Yep, it's on Prime Video. It just came out a couple weeks ago. Um, okay. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 definitely a fascinating look into a of for me like an unknown um, aspect of the history of professional wrestling, and 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 shout outs to uh, Cassandro, the real Cassandro, because he's hey he's still around to this day, still doing his thing. Oh, cool. So so yeah, definitely check out that movie. Um, Gael Garcia Bernal, he's a uh, fantastic in the film, great performance. Um, yeah, and and yeah, and I definitely want to learn more about the guy too. Like so, so yeah, uh, definitely check that film out. It's available on Prime Video. And um, the third film I saw was another documentary. And let me tell you something, man. This documentary, which you can find on HBO Max or simply Max, this documentary pissed me off. I, god damn it, I. <sighs> 
this documentary is called BS High. And BS High, it's um I heard of it. Yeah, it's about the that fake that fake football camp or school called Bishop Sycamore. And it's if it's it documents that whole scandal uh, which took place a few years ago. Uh, the documentary was uh, was directed by uh, Martin Desmond Rowe and Trayvon Free. And it explores um, the the head coach, Roy Johnson, who, man, fuck this dude. Yo, it's, he's one of these dudes, it's like, if you see him, it's on sight. On sight. Because this guy was, he was, he's, he was interviewed for the film. And you see how unrepentant, un- how sociopathic, just how ignorant and just straight up ignorant just straight up villainous this dude was this dude was so proud of being a compulsive liar so proud of scamming poor black kids and and early and you know early adults into into playing in this fake ass football league this football camp to the point where he actually finessed them these kids who had no business playing football with this elite this elite high school squad, like I think it was like IMG Academy, they were at the time like the most elite of the elite. They played a game with them on ESPN, and even it, it got and, and and it was like a it was like a complete washout to the point where even the players on the IMG Academy were like, "Yo, who are these players? Are are, are they even real? Like, do, do they belong here? Like like some of, like some of the players on that on that on, on that um Bishop Sycamore squad." They weren't even high schoolers. They weren't even in school. They were like legit twenty somethings. Um, you had, yeah, yeah, you had this 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 Roy Johnson dude who was basically scamming them, scamming them and their families for money, putting them up in hotels, not paying the bill, um, you know, putting like taking out loans in their name, ruining their credit and reputations, and. Yo, like, and and watch and watching the actual game, and and the, and the, and the documentary explores this. <laughs> the documentary explores this where, uh, where they're playing the game against IMG Academy on ESPN, and it was like, it was basically like watching any any competent football team like wash out the Cowboys. Like you know, it's just like wow, like, you're watching. You're watching this this elite team beating this other team who has no business being on the field, but they for some reason you know they got fans even boys you know what I'm saying but like <laughs> but like hey look at <laughs> oh look at little uh little jazzy there. I wanted her to at least make her little Codex <laughs> debut yeah yeah it's my little one yep there's uh there's jazzy making her debut on yep. the Codex Prime podcast <clears throat> but yeah but yeah like. But yeah, like this this dude this dude was insane. Like and, and and Aaron Ferguson says it in the comments here. He says that when Roy Johnson said that he uses Sorry. he uses Suge Knight like Suge Knight as his inspiration to recruit players. I was like, dude, yo. Man, listen. I was so heated. Like like watching these students, watching these these young these young men like Shug talk about Knight. Yeah, he was talking about like using Shug Knight lines and like you know trying to trying to be intimidating and all this. Like he like like one of his biggest inspirations was uh, Shug Knight's speech at the Source Awards, talking about like oh if you don't want your CEO all up in your videos, come to death row. 
And I'm like, what? This dude is wild. Who is this guy? This guy is like straight out of a straight out of a a, a movie. Like he would be like a, a straight up movie villain. <laughs> but this dude was real. He's a con artist. And what makes me so angry is that this dude did not see jail time. This dude is not in prison. And yo, like like BS high. Like, yo, I, I feel my, my heart goes out to those kids who got fleas, especially there's, there's this one kid in particular who actually has talent and he wants to go to an HBCU, but and he was this close. But then the HBCU that he was about to attend, they found out that he played for this fraudulent team and they're like, yeah, we can't we can't recruit you. Damn. Oh, man. Ooh, watch if, if, if you're if whether whether you're a football fan, whether you're or, or a sports fan or not. Please watch BS High. It's on HBO Max. Yo, somebody, I don't, I'm not, a, normally I'm not someone to advocate violence, but yo, if somebody gives Roy Johnson that work in real life, hey, I'm not saying they should do it, but I understand. I understand. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. Because wow. you can't be, you, you can't be ripping off poor black kids, man. And you do that to your own people, no less. What the hell? That, that 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 just pisses me off. Oh, but yeah, BS High, man, that's a documentary to watch. Oof. Yeah, that's anything what... else. Oh, oh, and, and one more comment here, uh, uh, regards to the film. Um, AK says that um, the guy, the the co- the fraudulent coach, he had, he got thirty lawsuits and he's still walking free. He's still walking free. Like a man, who, a man who rips off his own people, and is completely unrepentant about it. Still walking the streets. I don't know what to say, man. You, all I'm saying is you are creating a good segue right now. <laughs> what's, what's that? <laughs> so something, now I know you're, you're iffy about conspiracy theories, but yeah. let's just say something happened this past Friday that wasn't going to come up on I, on anybody's 2023 bingo card. Mm. What's that? After, what is it, 20-something years, mm-hmm. they finally made an arrest in regards to the murder of Tupac Shakur. What? They, after, what, 20, let me see, I would say 27 years at this point? Yeah. They finally, they finally got Tupac's alleged <laughs> killer? He was in the car. Mind you, so they reopened the case like five years ago. Uh-huh. Then they, the Las Vegas police actually just said back in July, like, okay, we have a suspect. Mm-hmm. And then that was this. That we didn't hear, We didn't hear anything from it. Mm-hmm. Until Friday, when they finally arrest, uh, his name is uh, his nickname is Keith D. Mm-hmm. Keefy D. Hold on, let me see if he has like a Dwayne Davis. Dwayne Davis, yep, sixty-year-old Dwayne Davis. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Keith Davis, yep, who is a member of the Southside Compton Crips, and he is right now he is charged with first-degree murder in the. 1996 murder of Tupac Shakur. So he was actually in the car. Mind you, 
this dude was singing. He was like, he was basically bragging about it for like ever. He was doing vid, like interviews. He he even wrote a book. Really? He wrote like a if I did it. <laughs> oh, it wasn't a if he did it. <laughs> like, but I'm yeah, he, um, he claims that his nephew Orlando Anderson, who just happens to be dead now is the one who pulled the trigger. Mm. As a matter of fact, there was four people in the car. Yep. He's the only one that's still alive. Wow. Huh. So, wow, after all this time, like, they just happened to find the guy who... who, who allegedly uh, murdered Tupac Shakur. Yes. So... And... Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna go down. Hmm. But so I been so a lot of a lot of people who were for who were around those guys in that era. A, a lot of people are starting to come forward, mm. and they're starting to tell like their sides of the story, some of the things that they've seen and stuff. All I'm saying is this. Did he? May he's gonna have to start mind you, he's like shook. I think he's came out on social media and stuff, like said some say, you know, and said some things and stuff. Yo, this dude is shook and I think it's time he may have to start getting his appearance his uh, affairs in order. No kidding. I mean Cause they're saying like he put out a million dollar hit for that. Really? A million dollar hit on Tupac? On Tupac and Shook. Damn. Wow, I mean, wow. they're saying like he's and they're like connecting the murders between Biggie and Tupac, hmm. just to make it look like it was the East Coast West Coast thing. Yeah, yeah, I remember that was a big thing, whole East Coast West Coast thing. Which yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, and then this could open the door for finally, you know. Miss Wallace, CJ, Faith Evans, Tiana, and so they can finally get their justice because this will open that door. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I know, like, because I think, like, in hip hop, there are three currently unsolved murders, like, for the past 20, 30 years. Like, there was there's Tupac, there's Biggie, and don't forget there was Jam Master J. They solved they solved Jam Master J. Oh, they did. They did solve Jam Master J, but. Uh, Tupac, Biggie, yeah, Tupac and Biggie right now. Man, yeah, that was, man, that's a that's a hell of a development for sure. After like almost thirty years. Yeah, man. you would never, you would have never even just thought about it. It's like, like when the when the news came up in July, I was just like, really? Hmm. All right, let's just see what happens. And you don't think nothing of it because yeah. you think like, are oh, they just gonna hit a dead end? Somebody's not gonna snitch. There's only, but there is one person who can just, who can sing. Mm. Yeah. Should night. Oh, yeah? And he's not going to say a word unless he gets a guaranteed get out of jail free card. Mm. Yeah. Shug's in prison right now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for a fatal hit and run. Mm. Yeah. 
hey, like, Suge's like the last, basically like the, one of the last men standing. So, yeah, unless he was planning to carry the secret to his grave. And even and even Aaron Ferguson says, He was. Yeah. And even Aaron Ferguson says in the chat, like, he's, he still thinks it's convenient that Suge survived the Tupac shooting with just a bullet grazing his head. Head, yeah, his head. Yeah. So he keeps a... It could have went wrong like this much. Exactly. And I would say I'm convinced, and you probably will disagree, but and Diddy's the type of person, because like I said, a lot lot of things are coming, a lot of things are coming up Hmm. where they're like, Diddy is the type, he will step on somebody just to be an icon. He will take people out. Diddy? Well, a lot of crazy and a lot of crazy conspiracy theories and coincidences have just been coming out, especially ever since he's uh, 0-4. Who's 0-4? The Carolina Panthers. Oh, yeah, that's that's par for the course. (laughs) From what I understand. (laughs) They almost had it. (laughs) But, yeah, not if you really think about it, too, like, they were like five key members of Uptown Records back in the day. Now, you remember Uptown Records, right? Yep. So, Andre Harrell. Mm-hmm. Kim Porter was Andre Harrell's assistant. Uh, Diddy. Yep. I'll be sure. Heavy D. Mm. Kim Porter. Dead. Andre Harrell, dead. Mm-hmm. Heavy D, yeah, also dead. dead. I'll be sure. Just got out of a coma. Hmm. What's the common? What's the like the common denominator between all of them? Tell-all books were about to come out. Really? Hmm. So there's some... There's some... Cra- yeah, there's going to be some crazy stuff. Well, There's some crazy stuff, like... That's about to come out. Hmm. You know, I, I will say, like... Um, like with the uh, with uptown, I think like I think with uptown, like with those with the passing of those um, with those people with those people you mentioned, like it's not you know it's not like you know correlation doesn't always equal causation. Like I know like for example, Heavy D in particular, I know I think he had health problems before prior to his death in like 2011, I believe. Um, <laughs> um, I'll I'll read that comment in a moment. Um, but I know that with with Bad Boy Records, like like remember, I I once mentioned that that was a cursed record label because when you look at all of the yeah. We look at all of the artists that that came before, like like Craig Mack, uh, Black Rob, Biggie, of course. Like they either had like a, a big hit and then they either disappeared, and then years later they just passed on for whatever reason. Mind um, you. But then also too, it's like after Pop died, mm-hmm. the stock Death Row stock dropped. Oh yeah, I mean he was he was their cash cow for for a minute. But that and then that's when like Bad Boy was really getting popping at that time. 
Oh, yeah, you know, it's like uh, the vestiges of the East Coast, West Coast beef, you know, like shiny suit rap was overtaking gangster rap at the time. Um, uh, Aaron says that in, in regards to your the conspiracy theories you mentioned, he said that they were all going to buy NBC. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then, yeah, Nick Thomas did bring up another point, too, where Audrey O'Day, who is, I think she was a member of Day 26, not Day 26, um, mm-hmm. Danity Kane. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Diddy just happened like recently. Just gave all his, like a lot of his artists, their publishing back. Mm. But they had to sign NDAs. Mm. Yeah, like even Audrey was like, "Yo, don't sign nothing." Like, Mm. yes. So a lot of crazy, a lot of a lot of crazy things are just just happening all of a sudden, and then just. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of conspiracy theories and stuff, but it's just yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll say like you know when it comes to like secrets like that. I know there's a lot there's a lot that uh that Diddy has to answer for, especially like a lot of people who are involved in this whole like like Tupac killing as well. Like you can only yeah. they can only shove so much under the rug, and then eventually the rug becomes too lumpy to walk on, and then you get you gotta confront all those uh. All those skeletons that you that you left behind in your wake. So, you know, hey, I don't know what this uh, what, what what this might mean for um, for these figures uh, moving forward. But you know, it remains to be seen what will what will come of this. I don't know if we'll, we'll get like a big uh, expose documentary or something that uh, something that kind of blows this thing open. But yeah, man, there's a there like there's been a whole lot that's been. Uh, yeah. That's been a mystery for like the past thirty years. I mean, like who killed two black people? You know. And here's the thing too, and it's pretty sad for Diddy too because imagine, okay, you know, arrest me and all that. He becomes a suspect. He goes to court. Mm-hmm. It's kind of. It looks like it could be a lose lose for Diddy. Hmm. He gets off. He's still in many eyes. He'll still be guilty in the court of public opinion. Yeah. He'll, you know, and then otherwise he could, you know, jail time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. A... This is. This is gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be pretty interesting. Mm. Indeed. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you the. I'll send you the link of the uh, press conference. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take a look at that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh... There's a whole whole uh, whole lot of a uh, whole lot of scandals and what and whatnot to you know you know there's there's gonna be a, like a whole lot of um uh whole lot of anger and and and, uh, and pain uh, in the wake of yes. these revelations. So yeah, we'll, absolutely. We'll, yeah, we'll see how it unfolds. And like I said, you know, if if you know the history of like Bad Boy Records in particular, you know, Diddy has a lot to answer for whether he likes it or not. Oh. And and it makes me think too, like even way back in the day, way back in the day, uh, like the locks, they managed to dodge a huge bullet for themselves. Like how they managed to get out of their bad boy contract is quite amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that was because the cop, the that campaign that they had, the let the locks go campaign that they uh, promoted. Oh yeah, yep, that's right. Yeah. They didn't have social media back then, so they had to use they had to go the old fashioned way and use street teams. Yeah, 
I think I remember, like, I vaguely remember back in those days, like, Jada Kiss threatened to throw a refrigerator at Diddy off a rooftop or something. I, I forget, but, like, yeah, it was, it was something along those lines, but. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. The dark side of the mic, hip-hop edition. Imagine, imagine, the, imagine, the, imagine the episodes we'd get from that documentary series. God. Yeah, Dark Side of the Mic, like you know the like aforementioned Tupac and Biggie, Jam Master J's death, uh, Big L. Yep. Big L. Um, like um, even, uh, I'm Scott LaRock. Scott LaRock. Yep. Um, even. Even like the last decade, like some of these like um, young men, these young rappers who died in their twenties, like yeah, XXX. Um... Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. In fact, I was th- I was thinking too. Pop smoke. Hmm. Yeah, and I was thinking too. Like um, I was listening to like one of the podcasts I listened to was uh, Black on Black Cinema, and uh, mm-hmm. they were they were reviewing uh, in the latest latest episode they were reviewing Hustle and Flow. And uh, and they were, and they mentioned how like like in the past like decade it seems like a lot of a lot of rappers are just just seems like hip hop as a whole seems to be like too drugged out in the sense that like you have all these like young these young twenty somethings like rapping about like taking all these like hard drugs like Percocet and and Molly and all this and they're actually doing it and that's why like part of like mumble rap is the way it is because like their brains are mushed because they can't even form coherent sentences because they're so high. Yeah, that, uh, you know, big shout outs to a great master facts. He said this all. He said this on our show a lot, a long time ago. Hmm. Our generation, it was the drug dealers. Oh, this generation, funny. it's the fiends. Hmm. Yeah, it's the users. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's and that's why, like, for like a lot of like brand new stuff, like I. I just can't get into it, and it's not just me being old. Oh, I'm an old head, like old man, young, young like clouds. Yeah. it's just like honestly, oh, like legit. I just cannot get into. But yeah, that's how it is, man. I know hip hop has, you know, it's it's come a long way, but you know, it's also fallen in some ways too. So it's right. got to it's got to get back on that horse to prominence, and and who, I don't know how I don't know how, but I don't know how you unring the bell, but. Some some things has to change for the better. I mean, there are some good, there are like good artists out there. Oh yeah. They just they're just not on mainstream right now. Yeah. You don't you don't hear them on mainstream as much. Let me say that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And also too, like thinking about like hip hop now. I know, and I and I saw I saw this uh, video. I don't know. It was from an interview. I don't know how long the I'll go with the interview was. It was by Ice T. And Ice T said that like a lot of rappers now are not album artists anymore. Like they're they're because of streaming, like they're just about a hook or a single. Like like you know how back in the day, like if you listen to an album, it was an experience. Like you read the liner notes, you saw who produced what. You know, like the special thanks was like a huge thing too, because you saw like who influenced <clears throat> what artists, and like the right. whole album was a journey. But now it's just like you know, it's about like an album is like an EP five six songs get it out there get it out there yep or like one one song that makes a hit on spotify or tiktok like the hook and and even too like i hear from what i hear like sometimes like the tiktok effect too of some of some songs is that the the audience knows the hook but they don't know the lyrics so it's like the whole call and response during a concert it's like crickets if it's not if it's not the chorus 
So it's like yeah, yeah but that's a, yeah, but that's just the music in that's just the music industry in general. I was actually just on a fleet call last week with uh, Janie Jennings, and I think I mentioned her. I mentioned her before when I came from the conference. I had the pleasure of meeting her before too, and <clears throat> excuse me, it's just like the music industry is just it's changed so so much, even like releasing music ind- independently is it, it's not it's definitely not, not what it used to be anymore where it's like uh, see how can I explain it because there was a lot of information that she gave us um like back in the day you get signed to a label you get your advance made for the album you put it you know you use that movie to you use that money to create the album. And then your record sales basically pay that back and then some. Mm-hmm. You know, that then there's like touring and stuff. There's not a lot of money in that. Like you could just do it from the, you know, you can just do it from your living room and stuff. You can make the music from your living room and all that. But then it's like, there's so many like avenues. You have to get like, like this all registered through the Library of Congress. You have to get it copyrighted you have to and then there's like there's not really and then getting your money from streaming which really isn't a lot mm. yeah so it's like you have to rely on those platforms like i like tiktok and stuff to like hopefully get your get your you know songs out there and stuff so it's, uh, I wish I was able to save that call but it's probably off of the thing it's October sharing month now so <laughs> Yeah, my emails is packed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, AK says that um, you don't need to create a good album anymore. Just looking to have no. one hit, we can, we can thank the ringtone rappers for that. Right. Yep, sad but true. And like you know, there was a way you were still getting it. You were still able to get paid off of ringtones because remember that was, which is now in hindsight the most like dumbest thing that we have ever spent money on. Hmm was ringtones yeah yeah that's that's quite true i'm guilty of it but in hindsight yes stupidest thing ever yeah uh it's it's quite it's quite true and uh like a lot of us just use the standard standard iphone or android like ringtone or keep our phones on vibrate Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) yeah it was like a novelty. I was like, "Huh, why did I spend money on that?" Um, oh yeah, looking looking at the comments here, Nick Thomas mentions that the locks had a Mike Tyson story. I'd have to look that up. Oh, I will do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Um, yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know if. Um, but you know, like the interesting thing too is like, um, of all, like. Just looking at it, just looking at music as a whole, and, and hip hop in particular. I know, like, since vinyl records are a huge thing still, um, and vinyl records is all about like listening from start to finish, like getting that full experience. I'm wondering, since vinyls, vinyl records are such a huge thing, maybe that could be the thing to like have artists like take being album artists more seriously than just having just pumping out hit after hit. Maybe that. It's purist. The musical purists are the ones that are doing that. If you really look at it, it's the select. Either the major labels mm-hmm. are putting them out, 
or it's just like a musical purist. Mm. Like, yeah, you won't see Little Uzi Vert putting out a vinyl. Yeah. But yeah, you'll see J. Cole putting out a vinyl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big different, you know, big difference in artists. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I have, maybe, I don't know, maybe, cause maybe, maybe there has to be like some sort of like, uh, n- niches or niches that have to be built. Maybe like some like established artists, for, like from years past, they can still put out albums that can get notoriety. Like for example, like I know Nas just dropped an album, Magic Three, which yeah. I don't know if it had any promotion or fanfare. Like I just opened opened up Spotify one day and like I just saw it right there. I'm like, oh, you don't necessarily need it. You don't need the promotion like you did, like you used to anymore. Like remember back the, the music video era is dead. Like, yeah, people still make it, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, it's really dead. Yeah, you know, if, you know, now that you mentioned music videos, like, I saw, I don't know if it's just a few artists that I saw, but, like, basically, like, some of the music artists, some of the music videos that I've seen are just basically, like, just, just extended GIF, full screen GIFs, where it's just, like, um, just, like, taking, like, uh, like, a few seconds of what, what should be from like a full length music video and just looping that same image for like throughout the entire song. I don't know. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a, if that's a wide trend or just from the certain, certain artists that I've, that I've seen, but. Oh, yeah. here's the thing. You can send it, you can shoot them. This is how you can shoot a music video. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you can just, you just edit it the best way you can. And then you just upload it. You upload it to your YouTube channel. Hmm. Yeah. And then that's it. And then that's it. And if you just, and it all depends on like how many streams that you get, mm. how many views and stuff that you get. You, like it's not, it's not needed anymore. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's the days of sitting in front of, sitting in front of the TV, watching TRL and 106 Park. Oh, it, it's yeah. done mainly because it's, our generation's fault because we were the ones who were like stealing music and stuff. So it's like, all right, and not, and then we got older, so we're not the demo. We're not the demo. We're not the demo anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, you know, now we have YouTube, just throw music videos on there. All right, we don't need TRL. We don't need music 106 apart. Mm-hmm. We don't need Cedar's World or Hits from the Street or Bender's yeah. Ball and all that. Mm-hmm. Planet Groove. It's. <laughs> yeah. BT Uncut, shut up. We all did it. <laughs> yeah, that tip drill video, man, that was infamous. Yeah, man. That was an infamous music video back in the day. It was like, it was like one of those things. Like if you, if you saw it live, it was like it was like oh man, you I got you, you had to be there. It was kind of like you know um, you had to be there. The early two thousands was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. You had to be there. Yeah. But yeah, just that's just that's just the nature of the game now. It's like. Yeah, it's yeah, music's so cool that everything's convenient at our fingertips and all that. But especially when you think about the artists, same thing with movies. It's it's just to say it's the same thing with movies. You know, yeah. the math ain't necessarily mathing for these artists. Yeah, 
and not to mention, you know, like, 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 look with movies as an example. Like, you have all these companies, like, trying to emulate Netflix's example, and it's biting them in the ass in a bit. Absolutely. A bit. Now, like, SAG after, they're coming after the game developers. Yeah. Yep. I, yep. I saw that because the gaming industry, they're not unionized at all. And they, they routinely use actors for motion capture, voice, voice acting, and all that. Uh, yeah, man. And and also too, like Netflix trying to get into the video game market. That's mm-hmm. yeah, no, um, I I don't accept that. <laughs> Didn't Patrick say that WrestleQuest is available on Netflix? I think he did. I think he did. But I'm like, like we have consoles. <laughs> we we're traditional. Well, that's because we're traditionalists. Yeah, like I I I never knew. Netflix had video gaming until like one day I just stumbled upon it like on the platform like Assassin's Creed what wait this is the game not not the movie oh, I was weird I was weird weirded out yeah. yeah yeah and how would you play it <laughs> yeah that's like that's that's the million dollar question like do you do you just buy one of those Logitech controllers um, that can control a submarine oh <laughs> it's too soon. Oh boy, yeah. Mm-hmm. If I was a, if I was a, if I was next to you, you would. That was a high. That would be a. <laughs> that would be a high five. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah, music, music, hip hop, man. It's, it's 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 changed changed considerably, but I don't know if it's for the better. And I don't. I don't know if we can get back to those days where we can have. We can still have the streaming, of course, but have, you know, more more substantive, like releases, like full albums, like the whole uh, vinyl market. You know, I don't know. Physical, basically physical media. Yeah, physical media. Like, I I would say there is a. I would say there is a market for physical media. It's just not as big. It's just not what it used to be anymore. Oh no! Like, like weirdly enough, like CDs aren't the thing, but like vinyl records of all things, vinyl records are are back. Like, I it's all the, because I, there is an audience for them. Yeah, which which I'm which I'm kind of glad to see because like because uh, even because even I, I even see some like like young like twenty something like perusing through records, which is like, huh, okay, so there's some record, there's some there's some hope there, uh, but. I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, we. I know. I know there are pl- there are still like plenty of artists that can still like release like full records and like you know, uh, full albums and all that. But I know for me, like, and I don't. I don't know how it is with you, but like when it comes to like looking for like new artists to listen to, like new artists that can like really grab my ear and I like, can follow, I find it really hard. I, and I, I, I don't know if it's because like there's like so much material to sift through on streaming. It is. Or, it, it is it is yeah. it is a lot because now it's mentioned you really got to think about it too like and this is comparing this is me once again comparing back in the day to modernize to you know everything modern you know what's also important yeah. the magazines that's right yeah source double xl and everything didn't come out they didn't come out as it, it didn't come out as much yeah, that's true. Although Source was a bit screwy with their mic rating system. I know Benzino had a lot to do with that. 
Yeah. Yeah, they use bias against Eminem. But uh <laughs> but like yeah, you had the you had the magazine ratings. They had the ratings before they came out, they told you about it, you promoted it through it, and then a CD would be in your car for like two months before your next mm-hmm. album that you wanted to, you know, came out. Yeah. You would study it. You would, di- you would dissect it. You would experience. Nowadays, it's ju- it's just there's so much mm-hmm. coming out. Like it's it's hard for a song to be a hit. Yeah. Because something's coming out. That the more I snap my fingers, a new song is coming out. Yeah, yeah. that's how fast. That's how fast it is nowadays. Yeah, like you got like three hundred SoundCloud rappers, you know, dropping their, dropping their singles and mixtapes. You know, it ain't even just SoundCloud rappers. It's it, it's music in general. Like, and yeah. and they're using platforms like TikTok to get their, uh, to get their uh, music out there. Double mm-hmm. XL freshman list is it used to be something we look forward to, but now it's like yeah. Nowadays you don't need, you you don't even need like the the freshman. You don't need list. it because yeah. you don't need it. Yeah, you got TikTok. Yep, you got Instagram. You know all that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know, man. Like I I I don't. Like I, I, I like to, you know, I like good music, you know. I, I like to keep my finger on the pulse, but I don't want to be like, you know, old man. I, I, I don't want to be like our parents, basically, where it's like, oh, we just listen to the music that we like, like from the nineties and two thousands. Like this was real music, and then like not listen to anything new. But it's hard. One man. of my special, yeah, but, but, uh, it's hard to keep up with the new it's, stuff. It's kind of. Eh. Like for me, for me as a DJ, one of my like main demographics is the thirty plus crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because and I I love DJing. I love DJing the throwbacks. Mm-hmm. I love doing the like nineties, two thousand, nineties, two thousands. Some today, in today's hits as well. You know that, like there is a there is a crowd for it. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, keeping up with it is extremely hard. <laughs> yeah, that is true, and uh, yeah, and 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 for for those of for those of y'all in the comments here, like yeah, if there's any any new stuff that you'd recommend, like new artists or like new albums, oh, please feel free yeah. send it to me. Yeah, send it to Carl. S- s- drop drop your recommendations in the chat because I'm looking for some new stuff to to sink my teeth into, and it's hard, man. Um, like I listen to like like you know a bunch of like uh, playlists on Spotify a lot of a lot of good stuff but like a lot of artists that I just don't remember it's like in one ear out the other literally so yeah because there's no t- the, that's like because it's so because so much is coming out it's yeah. like so much is coming out it's hard it's mm-hmm. legit hard to just you can't dissect out you can't dissect songs or albums anymore. Yeah. Like Nas just, just dropped an album. Hmm. People are loving it, but it only it's, it's sadly it's only going to be the talk for the week. Yeah. And because they got to keep up with they got to keep up with the new thing that's coming out. Yeah. yeah and didn't Nas drop like like three albums in like the last two years basically? Like yeah. it was King's Disease one and two and then Magic three. 
Yeah, it's it's I I haven't even it's been hard for me to listen to him. Yeah, like I've I've only listened to King's Disease like twice, and I barely got into part King's Disease two. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a over to me. It's a yeah. It's like a it's like it's an oversaturated market. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, well. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try to get on that horse. I'm I'm gonna try I'm trying I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be more intentional. Like I'm gonna make up I'm gonna jot down a list of artists that I'm gonna f- look for, artists that are recommended. I'll try to follow their stuff, and hopefully it'll stick. You know, all I'm looking for is like new artists that can stick, or new albums that can stick. Cause I cause you know I, I can only listen to '90s, '80s, and 2000s for so long. It's like I I, I need I need new stuff. And, and, you just gotta make a good. You gotta make a good balance of it. Yeah, you know, like, like you know, like Kendrick Lamar is like probably the last art, last newest artist that I've like really listened to. But like beyond that, but that's like you're going by like almost ten years by at this point. So yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta get back on that horse, looking for new stuff. But yeah, interesting discussion, man. You know, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how things shake out music wise, and um. Who knows? Who knows where where hip hop will be? I mean, because I, I mean, I, I will I will say like as far as like listening to like other artists and new artists to this day, I've still never listened to a Drake song in full. So <laughs> let's just say this: one of the good things about one of the good things about being a member of Flea is when you actually end up like you know in these Zoom calls is like I I get to like hear a lot of like indie artists and some of them be dropping like some bangers. There's one girl. Her name was Autumn Autumn Perfect. She's from Ohio. Hmm. And the the song that the song she's I actually like sent her an email like that night. I was like, yo, I needed this song, like the DJ pack for this song yesterday. Hmm. That's how good the song was, and it was crazy too. A lot of these people, a lot of these artists, don't even know what DJ service packs are. Hmm. Yeah. Which is, it's a, you send a song and it contains like the intro to outro, like extended intros and outros. So you know how like you listen to the radio, the song is playing, and the DJ is talking over it, but it's like just an instrumental point, and then it'll get to the song. Yeah, that's like the intro outro. Uh, clean version, dirty version. You have to have clean because you give a DJ a just strictly dirty version, we can't really do much with it. Mm. Um, acapellas and instrumentals. Nice. Yep. Nice. And a lot of artists don't even know what that is. Really? Yeah. Nice. And you have to do that per song. Mm. So an acapella and the instrumental of the song. Every every one. Yeah, Instru- oh. and int- intro outros. Wow, mm. man. But you know what? Thinking about this now, you know, do you know the the one artist that can really save hip hop, that can really bring it back to prominence. That, I can think of five. Mm, I can think of one. You know, um, Melly Mel, baby. <laughs> I mean, listen. I mean, I mean, listen. I I, th- I think Melly Mel, if he has proved anything, 
you know, with with his Eminem diss track in 2023. I think that we need to bring hip hop to its roots. I think that's the answer. The answer is in the past. Everything old becomes new again. We need to bring back the the early 80s flow and cadence of hip hop songs, okay? We need to bring back the era back to 2023, okay? Listen. Listen, why why are you hurting? Why are you mad? Why you look bad? You look like a roach just crawled out of your book bag. In a packed class, you lack class. Go to bed with no supper, because you're about to suffer the backlash. Listen, lyrics right there, bars. You put that over a primo, put it over a primo or dilla beat, home run. Home run. So I probably just, I could do that. Yes, yes. And also Dylon, 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 and Dylon will, can also save hip-hop because they spit hot fire. Yo, Yo, Melly Mel and Dylon on the same track. Carl, I know you can blend it. My stuff is right back there. Make it happen. Dylon and Melly Mel on the same track. Put them over a primo beat. Yo, hip-hop. Obviously the baby's sleeping right now. I can't do it. (laughs) Hip-hop shall rise again. Okay? Listen. Rah. (laughs) I feel like I should do it. I will do it on one condition. What's that? Pill Clinton to Pill Gates. Do it as a funny ass TikTok. And you have to be a part of it. You come over here and it will fill. Yeah, I got got work. And, um, you know, I. Me too. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm just mad busy, you know, so I ain't got, I ain't got the time to, you know, uh then your de- then your Melly Mel blend will never happen cuz that's the only way I'll do it. Why you got to deny greatness, man? But listen, see Aaron says it. Melly Mel and Dylon with a Drake hook. <laughs> Is Drake singing or rapping the hook? Yes, that's the answer. <laughs> Oh man! Listen, oh, um, Nick, Nick Thomas says Carl gospel and two thousands hip hop goes together like hand in gloves, bro. He's not lying. He is not lying. I mean, like Kirk Franklin when he came out, you know that was kind of hip hop oh. adjacent. So stop, yeah, stop in revolution. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, maybe. You know, speaking of blends, maybe you can take like like like, like Carl Franklin, a Carl Franklin track, and blend Kirk it Franklin, with, or Kirk Franklin rather, blend it with like a Cardi B and make the Stallion track, like like the like the lyrics. Oh, maybe you can make like a like a like a, another version of WAP using like the uh, inst- instrumental from Kirk Franklin, like like Stomp Revolution. You know what I'm saying? Make it happen. Two entirely different B- BPMs. It would just sound awful. Ah, well, at least I at least I tried. <laughs> oh, Aaron says spoken word Drake intro, then singing the hook, and and a Melly Mel, and a Melly Mel verse. Carl Franklin, hey, what? Or Carl Franklin, Carl Thomas, Pill Pill Clinton, Pill Gates, Pill Cosby? I don't know. <laughs> oh man. 
And six on a row. Six on a row. I feel like I cannot make one episode of the Coach Fry podcast without you saying something and me just please problem myself. <laughs> Hey man, I'm just trying to think of like other art, other '80s artists like that can just come back and just make like a, a, a nice diss track, just to just to come, just to go back, just to you know, you know, just to get their names out there. Like we have million. Oh, Mouse, absolutely, KRS One. KRS One. Rock him. Uh, Rock him. Uh, young M- Young MC. Positive K. Oh come on. You know, uh, uh, Kwame. And the polka dots that should come back. Uh, uh, hey, hey, it, it, if it was good enough for Dusty Rhodes, it's good enough for Kwame, damn it, and it's good enough for 2023. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Flavor Flav put out a solo album. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, that's right, he did. He did. He did. Oh, Flavor Flav or Melly Mel, come on. Why? Lyrics. <laughs> Why you gotta do that? To bar me, for bar, who you got? Bar for bar, who you got? Wow, that's. That. Do I prefer a headache or a stomach ache? Uh. <sighs> um... Come on. Come on. I mean, what, <laughs> we don't talk about. <laughs> hold on, let me let me. Hold on, I I got I gotta look this up. Um, Flavor Flav solo album. I'm, I'm gonna look this up right now because I I I want to look up the lyrics for one of his tracks. Okay, Hollywood, Flavor Flav album came out 2006. Uh, Track yeah. listing. Yeah, one of the videos was just a high. One of the music videos of. The music video for one of the songs was just flavor of love highlights. Yeah, then in that case, I'm going with Millie Mel. Just out of principle. <laughs> I'm uh, just out of principle because at least Millie Mel had he had, he had some he was trying to say something like with white lines in the message. Okay, I mean flavor flavor too because of Public Enemy, but that was more Chuck D. Flavor flavor was more of the hype man. Flavor flavor and Macho Man blend. <laughs> Listen. Give I I'm still waiting for my Macho Man blends with like some with some uh, Pete Rock and Dilla beats, man. Or... That I'll do for the. I'm telling you, the only way I'll do that is on TikTok, and if you're, you're there with, if you're there too. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm good. And I can do it with ease. Be a man, Hogan. <laughs> Don't get him started, Aaron. Be a man, Hulk. Come on, don't be scared. You running from macho, that's what I heard. Be a man, Hulk. Come on, don't be a chump. Something, something, something. Looking like a punk. Listen. Hey, hey, listen. You, you know what? Yo, if Macho Man, man, may he rest in peace. If he, yeah. was, if he was still around, Macho Man would be the savior that hip-hop needs today. Listen, you put Macho Man over like a, uh, over like a, you know, um, Who's a hot producer nowadays? Hmm. Let's see. I say music maestro, and I'm I'm pretty biased, but yeah, you put yeah you put Macho Man over some Boy Wonder production, yo, yo, the clubs will be hitting, man. Elbow drops off the DJ booth. 
dude. Hell no. Our stuff is expensive. Don't tell. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, man. Hmm. Now I, want to, now I do want to listen to Be a Man. Uh, off. Let me see if it's on Spotify. I think it is. I'm 100% sure, sure it is. Let's see. Macho Man. Randy Savage. Art. Yep, it is. Yep. Be a man. It's right there. <laughs> yep. All 2005. All 45 minutes and 58 seconds. I'll never get back. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now that now that's the ringside blend that we need, Carl. Make it happen. Make it happen. I already told you my conditions. Listen, I'm not going on TikTok, but uh, but you, you have before. It ain't no different. It's too late now. Aaron says Macho Man and Hit Boy. <laughs> the thing is, I already came up with. I literally just came up with one for be a man. So there you go. Yeah, Macho Man, Just Blaze. Yo, don't disrespect us like that. Yo, no ID. Come on now. <laughs> Neptunes. Oh, we You're can... just being disrespectful. You're just being disrespectful. We already caught enough heat with that producer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen. Oh, you know the 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 heat that the heat that we caught from the tournament. Well, more so me. Listen, I I all I have to say to to those peeps. Come on to the Codex Prime podcast. We'll have another. Uh, we may we may have yet another uh, producers uh, beatmakers bracket. And this and this time I'll 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 completely randomize it. I won't I won't readjust the brackets like I did before. And then we'll see who who shakes out at the end. Hey, you know. But but Kanye still ain't gonna be on it because fuck that guy. Uh, you, you, this is one of those cases where you have to separate the artist from the from the man. Yeah, yeah. To be fair is fair. To be fair is fair. But how do you separate the artist from the man when it's the man himself who informs the art? Dude, listen. Dude, makes good. Okay. I'm going to tell you this right now. Mm-hmm. And this is a controversial take, but what's Codex without controversy? Okay. If you if you follow up with the if you follow up with the next line, it just simply proves my point. What's that? No matter where we are, if this song comes on, mm-hmm. we turn into singers and actors. Go on. All I have to say is, what the hell is going on between the sheets in my home? Nope. Mm-mm. I I I know what it. I know the lyrics. I'm not going there. You're fighting nope. it. Mm-mm. You are fighting it. You are fighting it. We will not acknowledge uh, Sylvester the molester. Okay. <laughs> That's very good. But... <laughs> Thank you. 
but this is this is middle name, but but still, no matter what, you cannot even it it nope. you, it listen listen, it clicked. You knew the words, mm-hmm. and you was re- it was right there. You had to control yourself because you know what that song is. I, I bet you. You know what? See, no matter who it is. See what what you got to understand, Carl, is that music has a way of like you know being embedded in our, into our memories, especially at a young age, more so than any other medium. Okay, so back in 2000, 2001, 2002, you know when we were like teenagers, of course that song "Contagious," by the way, for those who are who need to know that oh, the, know. The, the the lyrics. Yeah, I can I, I I I can visualize the music video. I can visualize the lyrics. I'm not going to give it, I'm not going to acknowledge it. I'm not going to follow, I'm not going to finish the lyrics that you started because obvious, for and obvious because reasons. I re- because R. Kelly wrote it and sung on it. But no yeah. matter, but that's the thing. It still has, I don't play, I don't play the song. That's as, just my choice. As well you should. I don't play the song, but. I know the effect that it has, and I still acknowledge. I, I still gotta acknowledge. I still acknowledge his his greatness. I hate him for what he did. He can he can burn in the bottomless pit of hell, but that music. She, I'm just yeah. She's listen. <laughs> Listen, great songs. Even even Dave Chappelle said it because I just sometimes I throw on Chappelle show. Hmm. Say what you want about the scandal, but the music is scandal proof. It ain't. I I, I will tell you that his music is not scandal proof. Trip trip trip. Piss on you. <laughs> uh, but looking uh, looking at um um. AK's comments real quick sidebar. Um, the the tournament was a, a, a beat makers tournament or best best hip hop producers tournament. Um, Dilla J Dilla won it and he beat uh, Mad Lib in the final in the final round. Um, but yeah, man, yeah, no, we're not gonna we're we're, we're not gonna acknowledge like 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 the only the only quote unquote greatness you you heard it you heard in 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 R Kelly's music was. Was just how much he was bragging about getting away with his crimes, calling himself the Pied Piper of R and B. You know, um, the me- yeah, the message was there, and we we enjoyed it. I didn't. I didn't. And I still don't. You would have sung that song. You would have sung that song, though. You started. You stopped yourself. You said. <laughs> You was ready to go, baby. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I know, baby. Wait, let me explain before I start to call your name, girl. I'm about to have, about a, fit. To have a fit. Oh, it's oh, about, it's to, be about to be some shit. How can How I, I get, get into this? this? Should have never came, came home, home with this. With this you load out, load dirty. out dirty woman. Back, Back to where you come, come from, from, baby. Wait, but wait, wait. Oh, wait my Hit the streets, yo ass is grass. Now, Mr. Big, before you're done. Now, how you know know my name, son? son. Honey, wait, I was gonna tell you. Move this cat, looks real familiar. familiar. 
Hmm. Now, did I know you from somewhere a long time ago? No, no, uh, no I don't think I, so. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I know you, brother, very well. No, no. No, no. You're mistaking, You're mistaking me, me for, for somebody <laughs> else. But you shut up. Can't you see two men are talking? But, but I thought uh, I to told you ass ass to get the walk. Now I think y'all better leave this place because I'm about to catch a case. Fuck I that. want that game with the sword. I want that game with the sword in it, though. It did look cool, though. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but yeah, um, but yeah, that that whole. You got it out your system. You got it out your system because it was eating at you to see. Yeah, um, Victor Romero does not approve of the aforementioned uh, uh, trip down memory lane for the song Contagious. He shakes his head in disapproval. Mm-mm. He died. It's, it's documented. You did. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm keeping the little one up. Uh, <laughs> so, right. if I was at your house, then we'd be screaming all over the place. But oh yeah, but uh, but yeah, um, d- damn you, Carl, for making me uh, walk down that memory lane of Contagious with the Isley Brothers, uh, Shantae Moore was it, and. Uh, and and Sylvester yeah. the molester, but um, but yeah. Uh, on that note, uh, we'll wrap we'll wrap things up here. Uh, once again, uh, f- you can find all of our episodes on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Just Google us; you can find us everywhere. Uh, Codex Prime Podcast at gmail.com and also Codex Prime Podcast on Instagram. Find us, like, share, subscribe, all that. Thank you for watching and listening. Yes, I gotta I gotta put up some new content on our Instagram because we've been falling short. I've been falling short on that. Um, but yeah, uh, mixes on the way, mixes on a weekly basis. So keep up with this. But follow me on Mixcloud at MrBird1027 and all of the social media platforms. There's gonna be much more content coming. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that about wraps it up for this week's episode. Um, as as always, thank y'all so much for watching and listening. Uh, AK, we're still waiting for that good Tubi movie. Oh, recommendation. he's looking. He's looking now. He's looking now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.